This is Isai Rodriguez, host of the Daspination Podcast, where I cater to the professional working man, 40 and above, who's looking to make positive changes to his health, lose weight, and become stronger overall through simple lifestyle changes. I'm here to share inspiration, tips, and proven lessons that I've personally learned and lived through in my 40 plus years on this year beautiful blue planet so today we'll start the discussion off by talking about the new covid booster brought to you by pfizer in our first segment and then we'll move on to our second segment and talk about are you making one of these nine mistakes that make hand sanitizer less likely to kill the covid virus Before we get into that, if you'd like to join the conversation, then get on over to podcast.daspination.com slash VIP to get on the VIP Insiders community, where I share more entertaining behind-the-scenes stories, tips, and hacks that'll keep you feeling younger each and every day. That's podcast.daspination.com slash VIP. Again, that's podcast.daspination.com slash VIP. Be in the know starting right now. Also, don't forget to rate me on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you're listening to this episode right now. And leave me a nice, fat, juicy five-star review and some absolutely beautiful words of why you love the show so much. It really helps me get the word out and is honestly one place where your vote truly matters. And now, let's move into our first segment with Healthy Conversations. So in this week's installment of Healthy Conversations, we're talking about this new COVID vaccine booster thing that's going on. Like, (laughs) So if you've been already fully vaccinated for a few months now, you've probably been wondering the same thing as everyone else. And that's this, you know, like, will you need a booster shot? And if so, when is that shot necessary? (laughs) Well, first off, what I'm hearing is that the experts, quote unquote, are like, they're saying anywhere between eight months to over a year uh, is what is is the time frame that they're looking at uh, with this booster shot that you'll need a booster. So, you know, but but realistically speaking, like nothing is set in stone just yet. Like there hasn't been any concrete deadlines or dates or any guidelines or time frames or anything like that. Nothing has been written down. Nothing is set in stone as of right now. So like these first initial shots appear to be providing at least six months worth of protection. And, uh, well, you know, most people in the U.S. who have gotten their shot are still within that time frame, you know? But even though this is known, like, obviously, they've known that there's, like, this six-month worth of protection or they wouldn't have rolled out these vaccines with such confidence. Like, we're still within this grace period, you know what I mean? And the big pharmaceutical companies, a.k.a. Big Pharma, (laughs) you know, they're working on developing boosters 
for the full time just in case they're needed because they're thinking that around that time frame that's like when uh you know easily calculated six months out <laughs> this is more or less the time of the year where they're thinking there may possibly be you know a resurgence of covid cases and you have to remember like these these vaccines were yeah they were tested but they weren't like you know like i, I don't think they went through the traditional channels you know because my understanding is like some of these vaccines these medicines they take years to come onto the market so you can't tell me that with in the span of a couple of months they came out with a vaccine that's going to cure this COVID, you know, it's, it may take the edge off <laughs> as they say, but it's not a cure at this point. And so Pfizer in particular, <laughs> they just announced back in May that, um, you know, that it's COVID vaccine boot, like this booster that they're working on. Um, it's going to help protect against multiple, uh, illnesses as they, you know, refer to it as. So they're, they're looking for a booster that has multiple uses in a single shot so it's it's not just gonna be a covid shot you know it'll be able to treat multiple things at once which is you know pretty awesome assuming you're okay with the whole vaccinating thing you know if you're pro vaccination back on may 24th pfizer made an announcement and said that it had just started a trial involving 600 adults over the age of 65 to test the administration of the company's pneumococcal vaccine so this vaccine, this shot, <laughs> will apparently protect against pneumonia, meningitis, and sepsis with the third COVID dose. And this study that's currently running as we speak is meant to test the safety and effectiveness of the of combining two vaccines into one. So the people that are participating in the trial are, you know, or, or you know, the, the clinical subjects, <laughs> if you will, <laughs> they got their second dose of the Pfizer COVID vaccine at least six months before receiving this booster. And the booster will either be the combined vaccines as, as we mentioned earlier, uh, a placebo or purely a COVID booster. So there's three scenarios that they're kind of monitoring and tracking and taking data on. And if these initial tests are successful and the results turn out the way they're expected to turn out, then people could end up getting both vaccines in one visit. I'm not sure how I feel about Big Pharma playing us for guinea pigs, but I mean, really, do we have any other choice if we want to return back to a normal life? You know, like really, let me know how you feel about this down in the comments. Let me know how you feel about Big Pharma playing us for guinea pigs. You know, are you okay with that? You know, in the, like, like thinking how you, we would want to return back to a normal life. Are you okay with that? Or are you still a little skeptical or are you, you know, and anti-vaccination let me know because at the end i mean at the end of the day like i said i'm a little nervous about big pharma playing us for guinea pigs but i I'd really like to get to the beach <laughs> this year without having to look at people like like if they were zombie 
Putin's coming to eat my brains and whatnot. You know what I mean? But but that being said, Pfizer isn't the only pharma company looking to combine the COVID vaccine with another common shot in the future. So back in April, the CEO of Moderna told CNBC's Squawk Box that their upcoming COVID booster could be combined with the flu shot. I mean, why not? <laughs> Isn't the COVID virus something of a flu on steroids or something like that? That's kind of like how they were painting it earlier on, like early on in this whole pandemic life cycle thing. They were saying it's similar to the flu and you have to take similar precautions with the whole washing of the hands and whatnot. But anyway, this Moderna booster will apparently help you develop antibodies against COVID and the flu in one sitting. <laughs> I do like efficiency in my life. I'll, I'll say that. I'll say that much. If we can kill two birds with one stone, then hey, why not? You know, and what Moderna says they're trying to do is they're trying to get a flu vaccine in the clinic this year and then combine their flu vaccine to their COVID vaccine. So then you only have to get one booster at your local CVS store. I mean, I'm not too comfortable about the whole guinea pig style of human testing again, but <laughs> How else are we going to get back to normal within a relatively short period of time? I mean, I, I don't think we have a choice right now unless unless you're planning on staying indoors for the next five to six years. Now, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I love being lazy at home and binging on Netflix and, and whatnot, but every now and then, you know, it's nice to get out. It's nice to breathe some fresh air, to get active, and to, and to get some natural vitamin D from the sun. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and so, the more you know, the better you'll be. And so, with all that said and done, let's switch gears and move on to our second segment with Mighty Man. Yes, sir. So in this installment of Mighty Man, we're talking about the nine mistakes that make hand sanitizer less effective and less likely to kill germs, including the COVID virus. Now, <laughs> there's no doubt that many of us have developed this new and intense relationship with Purell over the last, uh, over the past year or so. <laughs> uh, like sometimes I feel like, uh, you know, you know, Sheldon Cooper from the Big Bang Theory. It's funny because it used to be super hilarious to see how germophobic he's, he always is and how he's always Purelling and sanitizing his environment. But these days it's taken on a, a, a truly new life. I mean, scenes where he refuses to shake hands hands or where he's dishing out Purell like it's acid at a rave. <laughs> They're still funny, you know what I mean? But after all we've been through with the pandemic and, and all the stuff that we're still going through, the, you know, like, like this pandemic isn't quite over yet. We're, we're slowly pulling out of it, slowly, but you know, it, it's going to be, a, in my opinion, it's going to be a long process till we get to that point where we're super comfortable back to really normal, you know what I mean? But anyway, Anyway, back to Sheldon, like it, it has, it, it's taken on this slightly different edge. Like it has this slightly different edge to it. Like I can now sympathize more with him rather than uh, blindly just laughing at how germophobic he is because 
to an extent, I'm like that too now <laughs> because of everything we've been through. Now it's a daily use item. It's as essential when leaving the house as your phone, as your wallet, and as your keys. And I'd argue a face mask too. Like, so now instead of saying to myself, okay, I'm ready to head out the door. <laughs> Where's my cell phone, wallet, keys? Like I have this little ritual. I think I've mentioned it before. It's like cell phone, wallet, keys. That's my ritual before I leave out the door because without those three items, I can't return, you know, I can't get to where I'm going. I can't do what I need to do. And I will certainly not return if I, if I'm missing one, one of those three items, you know, but these days now it's cell phone, wallet, keys, mask, and sanitizer. Like, so this pandemic kind of flipped things around a bit. And to be honest, there's good reason to turn to, to hand sanitizer. So hand hygiene obviously helps prevent the spread of infection. <laughs> there's a reason why doctors take almost five, 10 minutes scrubbing up. You know what I mean? That's just a no brainer these days. The whole prevention of infection by washing your hands or, you know, hand hygiene and, and using hand sanitizer is ultimately a cheap and, uh, you know, convenient option <laughs> when you're out and about doing what it is that you need to do for the day, you know, compared to washing your hands for 20 seconds, multiple times a day, you know, hand sanitizer presumably irritates your skin a lot less. Plus, <laughs> it's easy to use on the go when you're running errands that take you anywhere from, let's say, the local park where you have, you know, all sorts of kiddos running around and sharing their germs freely and openly <laughs> to places like, you know, the grocery store and the gas station, you know, but according to experts, this whole squirt and rub process only protects you if you pick up the right sanitizer and use it correctly. <laughs> I'll say that again. The whole process of using hand sanitizer only protects you if you pick up the right sanitizer and you use it correctly. So uh, these experts also listed the biggest hand sanitizer mistakes that they've noticed and more importantly how to fix them you know what I mean so let's get right into it mistake number one is you use the wrong type period <laughs> the ingredient makeup and the effectiveness of hand sanitizers can vary from brand to brand you know what I mean? So you should essentially look for options that have at least 60% alcohol because these will be the ones like the most effective ones at killing germs. That's just the fact right there. <laughs> There's no if, ands, or buts. And while you're looking for the amount of alcohol, the FDA recommends that you avoid any hand sanitizer made with methanol and one propanol. <laughs> That's literally the, um, like these are potentially toxic forms of alcohol. So obviously, uh, you know, <laughs> this is not good. Another thing that is recommended by the FDA is to not create your own sanitizer out of the Georgie vodka you have sitting in your liquor cabinet right now i i, I saw you reaching for it <laughs> yeah you heard me <laughs> so apparently in the early months of the pandemic you know that time period of the pandemic when everyone was basically clearing out the target and walmart short, uh, shelves of all the toilet paper and clorox wipes you remember that uh that that time when people were just kind of like hoarding <laughs> uh, 
the TP and the and the wipes, you know, like as you know, these same people or many people out there were also hoarding the hand sanitizer. <laughs> and what some people decided to do was to DIY their own sanitizer. And so they literally reach into their liquor cabinet to make their own. Again, that's not recommended by the FDA. <laughs> they say that mistakes in the process of making that, you know, the sanitizer can actually render your homemade mix dangerous and ineffective. <laughs> this was news to me. I had no idea that people were DIYing hand sanitizer, but apparently that was a thing people were doing. Go figure. <laughs> anyway, mistake number two, you don't slather on enough to begin with. So here's something else I didn't know. <laughs> you can't be modest when squeezing out the, the sanitizer. Again, with all the hoarding of sanitizer and having that question in the back of your mind of, I wonder if there'll be sanitizer at the Target the next time we go. <laughs> you know, having that question in the back of my mind, I always wanted to conserve the sanitizer as much as possible, but apparently I was wrong. Like that is, that's not what you wanna do. It's recommended that you use an amount of hand sanitizer that is at least the size of a quarter to rub on your hands. And you want to keep this quarter-sized amount in mind, but also check out the instructions on the bottle. So essentially, keep that in mind, but read the label of your uh, sanitizer bottle because some brands will recommend using more or less sanitizer. So again, keep an eye on that. Also, if you have very large hands, you might want to use a bit more than normal because you know what they say about guys with extra large hands, right? They use extra large gloves. <laughs> No, but all jokes aside, not squirting enough hand sanitizer leads to the next potential mistake. And that's mistake number three. You don't cover your whole hand. So listen, when you wash your hands with soap and water, you wash your whole hand, right? Like in between each finger, your palms and the back of your hand, right? I mean, ain't that the truth? It's the same with, your, with the hand sanitizer. You want to aim for that same level of thoroughness. <laughs> when applying hand sanitizer. Your goal should be to use enough sanitizer to properly cover the front and back of the of your hands, you know, as well as the fingers and, uh, you know, that area between your fingers. So if you just rub like your palms together, you put a little tiny bit of hand sanitizer on your palms, maybe just like a drop or a dab or something like that, and, and you're simply rubbing your palms together, you're, listen up, <laughs> you're not completing the task. You're not doing a thorough job. You're not doing it right. <laughs> and that leads to the next mistake. Mistake number four is you're too fast. You've got to slow down, Turbo. <laughs> so if you think of using hand sanitizer as being a faster option than washing your hands with, you know, soap and water, that's not entirely correct. That's not exactly true. That's not, you know, it's not right. <laughs> Just like with the soap and water option, you want to rub the hand sanitizer in for about 20 seconds. And, uh, you know, a good way to know how long this is without looking at a stopwatch is 
basically, uh, you know, it's by singing the happy birthday song twice, two times. Easy peasy. I, I, me personally, I find singing the happy birthday song much more enjoyable than actually counting out 20 Mississippis. That being said, <laughs> let's move on to mistake number five. You wipe off the excess on your pants. It's, it, uh, I don't even know where to begin with this mistake. I mean, it goes without say that the wet, that wet feeling of hand sanitizer sinking into your skin can be unpleasant. I know it. I, I don't, personally don't like it, but still, you have to resist any temptation to dry off your hands using a towel or worse, <laughs> your pant leg. You know what I mean? Like this essentially dilutes the effectiveness of your hand sanitizer. Think about it. If if you have germs on your pant leg or your shirt or anything like that, all you're doing is cross-contaminating your hands with those germs. Ideally, you wanna rub your hands until the sanitizer dries off instead of wiping them on something else. <laughs> Mistake number six, you store it in heat or cold. So here's another one that I'm personally guilty of. <laughs> the question was, can you leave your hand sanitizer in the car for easy access because again like that's the question but but like we're out and about all the time and sometimes we might forget uh you know to bring the purell so obviously a logical fix or you know a solution because i'm always looking for solutions that's just my engineering brain <laughs> looking to fix problems like i always i see something and i immediately have to fix it you know and and, and i sometimes i feel like again like sheldon cooper not to bring him up again but i have a lot of similarities with him sometimes it's a little scary like i can relate to him uh, to that character where anyway i'm not gonna get too deep into that but again going back to me wanting to fix things sometimes i see something or you know that that i see a problem i, I need to fix it but i can't it's like it's beyond my control and i start to twitch like i have this <laughs> Anyway, so again, going back to this whole question of can you leave your hand sanitizer in the car for easy access? Again, roll out and about, and sometimes, uh, you again, you might forget your Perel, you might forget your sanitizing wipes or things like that. And obviously, a good solution, a good logical fix would be to have a spare bottle in your car, right? <laughs> I mean, that's kind of almost obvious. I don't know. That's what I've done. I've like that. You know, I've done that. I have the little tiny travel bottle in my. My car like in the glove not in the glove compartment that little center console or in the you know the door uh you know my door the the door of my car has like one of those little pockets where you can store stuff like i just drop it in there <laughs> you know like but but this realistic i mean this all depends on the climate where you're driving you know because hand sanitizer should ideally <laughs> be stored between 59 and 86 degrees fahrenheit according to the fda and they also say <laughs> you know, that you should avoid freezing temperatures or extreme heat, like anything over 104 degrees Fahrenheit. So if your car is in a region of the globe where it can potentially reach a frigid or steamy temperature once the engine is off, then you might be better off bringing your sanitizer rather than leaving it in your car. Again, your best bet is to keep your hand sanitizer at room temperature. And if that means taking it out of the car and bringing it with you, then so be it. That one got me worked up because that one hit me. <laughs> that one hit me to the core. Like that one really got me. But anyway, mistake number seven is 
is you use it when your hands are legit dirty. So listen, hand sanitizer can do a lot of things, but when your hands are visibly dirty, it doesn't work all that great. You know what I mean? Anytime your hands are heavily soiled or greasy, you know, hand sanitizers won't work as well as, you know, you washing your hands with soap and water. Those are just the facts, my friend. So after fixing the chain on your bike <laughs> or weeding your garden, you should really head on over to the sink for a good scrub-a-dub-dub with some soap and water. Now again, sometimes that's not an option. I understand that. Like, I've been there myself too. Like, there's no sink in sight, there's no water, there's no soap, whatever the case may be. And you may only have the option of hand sanitizer. I understand that. So if it's, again, if it's not immediately available, use hand sanitizer and make a mental note that your hands are still not clean so you can make sure that you don't touch your face, you don't touch your eyes, your nose, your mouth, anything like that, because that's how infections are transmitted. That's how it. That's how this COVID virus blew up in the world. You know what I mean? And more importantly, make a mental note of anything and everything that you touch with your hands, like your phone, the steering wheel in your car, or any of the uh, door handles, because they'll all need a sanitizing wipe down the first chance you get. So as soon as you wash your hands, you'll want to swing back around and wipe all of those areas that you had no choice but to touch <laughs> while your hands were all gunked up with grease or whatever. You know what I mean? Mistake number eight, you don't use it at the right moments. Now, <laughs> even if you follow all of these steps up to this point, you really need to use hand sanitizer or, you know, wash your hands for that matter at key moments at the right times in order to ensure proper hand hygiene. And so the CDC recommends <laughs> cleaning your hands, whether with soap and water or, uh, you know, a smutzing of uh, sanitizer before making or eating food or, you know, after you use the restroom or change a diaper, <laughs> you know, you sanitize, you wash. Um, after touching or removing your mask, remember, <laughs> you should only touch your face with clean hands. When you blow your nose or cover your mouth while sneezing or coughing, you know? Even if you've coughed or sneezed into a tissue, doesn't matter. You sneeze, you sanitize. You cough, you sanitize, period. After you're in a public place, like at the grocery store or after a Target run, you sanitize. After you're in contact with pets, sanitize. <laughs> after being in contact with people who are sick, wash your hands or sanitize. Bottom line is that there are a lot of moments that call for cleaning your hands. Do it. <laughs> it's important. In fact, I can't stress how important it is to wash your hands with soap and water or to at least use hand sanitizer repeatedly throughout the day to protect yourself. <laughs> you, we, the ultimate goal is to protect you, to protect yourself from germs and viruses, right? I like. I thought this was kind of second nature, but as this pandemic has taught me, sadly, it is not. So wash your hands, protect yourself, protect everybody else around you. I've had some incidents where my wife has gotten sick with the flu 
flew. And at one point, like in retrospect, I think one of those times was with COVID. But did I get sick? Well, you can ask her. The short answer is no. <laughs> Why? Because every time I entered the room where she was in, when I left, anything I touched, like if I had to touch anything, I was washing my hands. Yeah, my hands were dry, but I was washing my hands and sanitizing at least, I don't know, five to 10 times every couple of hours, like every hour or two, at least <laughs> from what I counted, it was like five to 10 times. It was a lot. But the bottom line is that I wanted to protect myself and I didn't want to transmit whatever she had to my kids. So I had no choice. I had to wash, sanitize to keep everybody safe. And I recommend that you do the same. <laughs> That's why I'm here. But anyway, moving on to the ninth mistake we have, you're a bit too loyal. So what do we mean by this? Like, what are we talking about here? <laughs> well, simple, really. Hand sanitizer is a great option. That's what we've been talking about. But it's not the only path to hand hygiene, nor is it necessarily the best option. For instance, again, not to cite the CDC again, but according to the CDC, <laughs> soap and water is more effective than hand sanitizer against the germ behind the norovirus. So again, this is not just me telling you, this is the CDC letting you know, laying out these guidelines, <laughs> telling you that soap and water is more effective than hand sanitizer. So again, so if you are able to wash your hands with soap and water, I recommend that as your first choice. Soap and water truly ensures that all germs and viruses are removed from your hands. There's not much else to say about this. Like seriously, hand sanitizer should never take priority over thoroughly washing your hands with soap and water ever 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 <laughs> you know so now tell me which of these mistakes have you made drop it in the comments if you're brave enough if you're man enough <laughs> let me know because I've made quite a few of these so you're not alone and so with all that said and done that's it, you guys. That's my show for today. I hope you found some valuable information here. And if nothing else, I hope I've entertained you for a few minutes and was able to bring you a little manly sunshine to your day. Thanks for taking some time out of your day to listen to me. It's very much appreciated. On next week's episode, we'll be talking about the seven super effective dumbbell exercises that'll hit almost every muscle in your body. So, fellas, you definitely do not want to miss out on that. And if you love what you heard in today's episode and want more actionable topics just like these, then you, my friend, need to join the conversation with me and the rest of the community by heading on over to podcast.dasplanation.com slash VIP to get on the VIP Insiders community where I share exclusive, never-before-seen, raw, behind-the-scenes stories, tips, and hats that'll keep you feeling younger and younger each and every day. That's podcast.dasplanation.com slash VIP. Again, that's podcast.dasplanation.com slash VIP. Be in the know starting right now. Also, don't forget to rate me on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you're listening to this episode right now. And leave me a nice, fat, juicy five-star review and some absolutely beautiful words of why you love the show so much. It really helps me get the word out, and it's honestly the one place where your vote truly matters. Until our next chat, take care now. Bye.